I prefer winter and fall when you feel the bone structure of the landscape. Something waits beneath it. The whole story doesn't show. From the American artist Andrew Wyeth, 1917 to 2009. Hello everyone, I'm Rob McCall. This is the Awanaja Almanac, devoted to feeling at home in nature and breaking down the wall of hostility between us and the rest of creation. And this is the Almanac for November 26th to December 3rd, 2021, last quarter of the beaver moon. And here are some natural events. With the leaves mostly fallen, we return to a familiar country and landscape which we haven't seen for many months. It's the country of winter. We can see the bay and the mountain more easily and from more places. Stone walls snaking through the woods appear again, reminding us of the newcomer to New England who wondered why they built all those rock fences through the woods. Solitary rocks and glacial erratics are revealed again like that giant off the Snows Cove Road, among the largest in the state. Long ledges reappear in fields, like the spine of an old horse where the hair has worn off. We're looking at the primal bone structure of the earth, at the same time both familiar and disquieting. Of course, Maine is celebrated for its rock-bound coast but it's not just the coast that's rock-bound. Farmers joke about having a good crop of rocks this year and curse when the potato harvester or the sickle bar mower is damaged by rocks. In the spring, picking rocks and loading them on a stone boat was a job for the whole family because the frost seemed to bring up a fresh crop every year. Someone has calculated that there are more than 250,000 miles of stone walls in New England. And every single stone in those thousands of miles of stone walls was picked up and set in place by hand. It's no wonder Maine farmers left in droves after the Civil War to go west, where the topsoil was six feet deep and with no stones bigger than a walnut. A Brooklyn friend of mine took out a classified ad in our local paper offering boulders for sale by the pound you pick up. Last I heard, he hadn't sold many. And here's a field and forest report. Thanks to Barbara in Washington, D.C. and Sue in Massachusetts for passing on some more information about our late-blooming witch hazel. Uh, different varieties of this shrub bloom at different times from late fall to very early spring, but always after their leaves have fallen. And they're pollinated, not by bees, which are inactive at these times, but by a species of winter moths, not to be confused with the invasive winter moths causing defoliation in the Northeast. 
This pollinator is the witch hazel dagger moth, Actronicta hamamelis, which can raise its body temperature as much as 50 degrees by shivering. The caterpillar feeds exclusively on witch hazel leaves. Thanks are also due to Bob from Oregon City and Bill from West Minot, Maine, who sent me pictures of fiendishly clever squirrel-proof bird feeders in response to last week's column. Good to stay up with the latest technology, but I'll bet the squirrels will figure out even these soon enough. Here's a saltwater report. The main coast is rocky and rugged for sure, but there may be some places where the rocks actually get softer the longer you linger. And one of those places is the reversing falls at the confluence of Cobbscook, Denny's, and Whiting Bays in Washington County. Rocks worn smooth by tidal action make a perfect resting place to watch the most majestic tidal phenomenon in Maine for an hour or two, just as comfortably as in your favorite chair. And here's a rank opinion. Sacred stones are nearly universal among humans, from small crystals and meditation stones to the black rock of Mecca to Uluru Rock in Australia, to Stonehenge in Britain. Muslims make pilgrimages to the Kaaba. Christians sing to the Rock of Ages, and Jews liken God to a rock in the Hebrew Bible. All of these sacred stones are literal or figurative fragments of the earth. The earth is the most sacred stone of all, and even more to be revered if we are to survive here. Finally, a couple of seed pods for you. First from Annie Dillard. Crystals grew inside rocks like arithmetic flowers. They lengthened and spread added plane to plane in an awed and perfect obedience to an absolute geometry that even stones, maybe only stones, understood. And from Thomas Jefferson, 1743 to 1826, in matters of style, go with the current. In matters of principle, Stand like a rock. Well, that's the almanac for this quarter moon, but don't take it from me. Go out and see for yourself. <laughs>